genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one ostentatious minute at a time. It is Monday, it is Minute 81. I am Scott Talkie, I am here with my regular panel of co-hosts, Chris O'Connor. Idiots. Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And Adam Sheehan. Hello. We had a wonderful last several minutes with James McKenna. I just want to say thanks to James, because as I was listening back to those minutes, I laughed out loud quite a bit. (laughs) He's a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun uh, talking about those Super Shredder minutes, but we have someone in studio studio (laughs) today who really wanted to talk over the Super Shredder minutes, and I was like, nah, the guy that worked for WWE kind of gets first dibs, but... You guys recognize this voice. This is my good buddy, bandmate, friend for a long time. Mr. Brandon Warren is here, everybody. Just when you thought it was safe to go back on the internet. I knew it was never safe. Yes, the internet hasn't been safe for ages. On account of the pornography. Yes. Uh, So, Brandon, for our loyal listeners out there. all the damn vampires. Brandon was with us last season towards, I believe, towards the end of the film, right? Yes, I believe we had to re-record all of our minutes because they were lost like Turtles in Time. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Um, And you also gave us fantastically uh, memorable quotes such as, use the corn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my friend and I in Canada. Yeah, (laughs) We peed on the corn for those that (laughs) hadn't heard it. You didn't need to tell them. (laughs) <laughs> well, they could go back and listen. It's a point of reference. They I could, mean, I don't and want... it's an inside yeah. joke. joke. And like an, some listeners well, would be like, I get it. And some of them would be like, what's he talking about? Well, now it's an outside joke. So <laughs> now we've got to we kind of work within that framework. <laughs> outside joke is an appropriate thing to call using the corn. Anyway, uh, like I said, we are here for minute 81. We're going to try to talk about some Ninja Turtles because, guys, this is the last actual chunk of minutes of the film before the credits roll how did we get here all the good ones and to know yes <laughs> hard work determination perseverance other stuff yeah. we don't have and a lot of bad stuff happened this year too but Ugh. you know we got through it all we're yeah. here yeah. we're here for you to talk turtles we're we're different people than we were when we started this whole we thing. We are yeah. so different. I don't want to get too reflective because I feel like we'll save that for kind of our grand finale episode. But the, the real ooze was the podcast episodes we made along the way. <laughs> that that joke has been popping up all over the place lately. Yeah. The real blank is the blank we made along the way. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Brandon. What was your question? I said, Scott. In what way are you different? I'm uh I'm a lot sweatier. And my voice is a lot more hoarse. You're a lot sweatier since we began this podcast. That's true. It's very warm in my studio. Um, <laughs> minute 81 it's starts. So hot. It's, I'm very hot. That's not what uh, I meant. Oh, what did you mean? Anyway, 81 starts with our all four turtles uh, kind of finishing that beautiful shot from the last minute with the uh, New York City skyline in the background. And the minute ends with uh, Michelangelo telling Splinter that he practices ninja, the art of invisibility. And uh, Splinter does not seem amused. 
So let's go through this. We get the uh, the tail end of the reaction shot. The turtles have watched Shredder's hand collapse back onto the dock. Kevin Nash's hand, I might add. Brandon, who is how, also a giant wrestling fan. How many times in cinema has that trope been used? The, the hand punching through the rubble and then collapsing in defeat. It's. I mean, how many times did we find it in this movie, guys? Twice. Was it? I thought it was three did we find uh, oh right because it's the beginning when he comes up through the garbage right yeah dump hand dump hand no well, yes dump hand then there was dump hand part two electric boogaloo dump <laughs> hand by the way dump hand was my favorite professional wrestler from the 80s <laughs> dump hand part two what are you gonna first... do when dump hand touches you Ew. Get a take a shot. Take a shower. <laughs> but the second one is when he punches through the dock shore, the the dock of the dock shore, uh, dock, mm. I guess, because it's not actually the dock shore club. And then the third one is when it comes out from under the rubble weekly and then falls. So I think there was three in there. Uh, I don't know what other movies I've seen this in. But Street sh- Fighter, you know who? Why? It was starring Raul Julia as M. Bison. He punched up through the uh, the rubble and then weakly fell in defeat. Oh. That that movie is hard to watch because Raul Julia was really sick when yeah. they shot that yeah. movie. It was also hard to watch because um, oh, it's uh, a bad movie. It's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> but because I enjoyed. Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme, who uh, has a thick Belgian accent, is supposed to be an all-American hero. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to kick that son of a bitch of bison's ass so hard up and down the coast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, I'm going to beat up a half-dead Raul Julia. There was like a, uh, an edited like trailer somebody did of if they made the Avengers in the 90s. And, you know, of course, they, they go through and they're like, you know, Brad Pitt is Thor and Tom Cruise is Tony Stark. And for some unfathomable reason they made uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Captain America and it just made me (laughs) they've already made Jean-Claude Van Damme Captain America (laughs) um yeah Street Fighter I don't know what's better Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter the movie or the video game Ooh, let's say movie those are that's two different questions yeah because I'm gonna say that I'm sorry go ahead the movie is Mortal Kombat the game is Street Fighter agreed yeah Hmm. And as, I mean, as James I mean, the ability out, to do fatalities is pretty is pretty choice, but I have fun. to say, the quality of uh, the video game definitely Street Fighter because I think it puts more reliance on skill and technical savvy. But uh, the film is definitely Mortal Kombat for the acting. And uh, who's the French actor who played Raiden? Uh, can't think of his name. Christopher, uh, Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. Yeah, he was phenomenal in that role. It was a stupid part too and he was great and also Talisa Soto is Princess uh, Princess Katana she was a Bond girl in License to Kill can't miss I like <laughs> Mortal Kombat good movie <laughs> that's a that's another uh, New Line Cinema film isn't it it certainly was yeah. it was oh wow there was a there was a was it a tweet or something on Facebook where someone was like, when you see the New Line Cinema logo, what's the first thing you think of after it? And like the first person to post on it was like, I hear the Mortal Kombat theme. And I was like, I just think of April O'Neil reporting on the news. Yeah, exactly. You know what I think of and it's going to be weird? Austin Powers. Huh. Oh man, that's true. Mm-hmm. For me, for I, me though, it's probably it's probably more f- the Freddy Krueger like creepy music than it no. is Turtles because there's old school. There's so many more of those films, and I've watched them probably more times. What do you think fair. of Dream Warriors? Love Dream Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of my I think my one of my first exposures to boobs in a film. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to prime time. Thanks, yeah, New Line. Thanks, New Line. <laughs> 
cutting edge cinema right there. Rousing endorsement from Brandon Warren. <laughs> A rousing endorsement. <laughs> rousing. <laughs> so the the next thing we see in this minute after uh, we cut away is Splinter's watching the news. We get to watch April actually be a reporter in this film. I'm trying to sort remember. Of. Do we see her reporting at the beginning of this movie? I don't think we do. She mm. seems to just be cleaning her apartment the entire time. <laughs> or having teenage or boys having do it for her. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles clean her apartment for her. Good point, Scott. <laughs> um, but I like that we actually get to see her report the news. And in a movie where she kind of doesn't have a lot to do, it's sort of refreshing that the film sort of ends with her kind of putting the coda on everything. Yeah, it's a quaint reminder of her uh, her place in this story arc, I would say. Yeah. She's the tire of loose ends. She yes. is. What was that French word that we came up with? Den, denau, denur? Den, denouement. That one. Denouement. Yeah. denouement. Yeah, sure. That one. She does that. She's their denouement. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to point out, I love this back and forth between the TV and Splinter. Yes. Like, he's just let's, like, ugh. Let's like, talk I, about he's that. He's such an old man who talks to the TV. I, I want someone to, <laughs> Splinter to superimpose like, like one of the debates on this TV. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, ugh, idiots. Idiots. <laughs> Um, maybe sneak in a, a little snowflakes every now and again. <laughs> That'd be a good matchup. Get off my lawn. Um, but there's this thing in this movie, which we didn't see at all. And like Splinter is becoming, I don't know what the, the right word for it is. Americanized. Uh, but he's, he's becoming, Jaded. yeah, but like he wouldn't sit down and watch TV in the first movie. Granted he was being held hostage in the first movie. So I guess the service in Shredder's dungeon of pain probably wasn't great. Well, he's a um, very old man now, Scott. It's true. But I also love how that different versions of the turtle turtles have run with this. And like splinter loves his soap operas and his stories in like more current versions now. And I kind of think that traces back to this sort of back and forth with uh, April on TV. That's deep, man. <laughs> well, that's I, why we're here. <laughs> I dig it. I, I have this whole list of things I want to see. So, like, I want this to be a meme of Splinter re- reacting to different things. Like one so of the he- Michael Bay trailers. <laughs> 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 what else? Give me, give me more items mm, on the list. Do you Star think Star Wars? Sp- yeah. Oh. The new Star Episode Wars. Episode one. No, prequels, man. <laughs> uh, Sand. It's terrible. It gets in everything. It's all scratchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, what if, uh, is, do you think Splinter's a Yankees or Mets fan? Because I feel like he'd have a lot to say about. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say like some sports game. He's definitely like a sports fan. He's like, ugh. He likes Idiots. hockey. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. He's like, he's a diehard Islanders fan. And I think it. he's a Mets guy. You think? I think he's a Mets and Islanders guy. Like yeah. he, he likes the losers because he seems very embittered. Like yeah. he's, the Jets. Yeah. He's a big Jets <laughs> fan. Jets. He's like, oh, Sam Darnold sucks. <laughs> yeah. Or he's watching like figure skating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clearly uh, the women's gymnastics competitions. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, the Olympics aren't what they used to be. <laughs> or like, uh, or it's like the last scene of uh, of an episode of The Bachelorette. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think um, I tur- I think I accidentally turned on an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette last night, and this guy was puking on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, he's just flipping through the channels, just like, oh, oh, 
no, I, sw- oh, I switched the input and this girl's like, yeah, I'm trying to hook up with so-and-so, but he's like puking on the beach. I'm like, why is this TV? <laughs> Idiots. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Kardashians. Boy. There's some really great puppeteering going on here as the, the close-up is on Splinter's face and he's watching the news. There's just these subtle little uh, head tilts and then like the reaction of like, hmm, he sort of pulls his head back and then he puts his hand to his forehead. Like <laughs> It's just really good close-up puppetry and I really appreciate it in this minute. I feel like in the next movie, the puppetry on Splinter is way worse and I don't know if it's because of the puppet or the puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good in this minute. I really like it. The blinking, the way the whiskers wiggle, everything. He looks very rat-like. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, what about April's little news report here where she's reading the note from Professor Perry? We had talked in the last several minutes about how... Uh, Brandon, I'll bring you up to speed. You watched the movie yesterday? The people can't see me nodding, but yes. Yeah, okay. So did you happen to catch during the confrontation with Shredder in the, the hip-hop club, Kino kicks the ooze bottle out of his hand. It goes flying against the wall. And did you notice what happened after that? Uh, I did not refresh my memory. So Professor Perry runs over, picks it up, and leaves. He has almost a full container of ooze. He just leaves. And then we never see him again. He's just gone. This is the first mention of him in this film since that point. So does he become like Super Perry after he drinks all of it? Well, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Like we we don't know. We have no idea. That's I think that's a really good like subplot that you could make into like a spin-off in the Ninja Turtles universe, like just I, make the adventures of Professor Professor Perry after he drinks the ooze. <laughs> yeah, well, we sort of contemplated that maybe he turns into Baxter Stockman or Maybe he goes, like, he's one of the Krang Utrom aliens and goes back to his home planet. Or maybe he's just Casey Jones in the third movie. Uh, because I'll tell you what, man, Kino is no Casey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell Brandon that he has uh, carte blanche today to comment on the entire film uh, once we hit the credits minutes. Mm, and uh, okay. he has he has a list of notes that he wants to get through. So. I didn't okay, watch but- the entire movie to not talk about it. By the way... Um, April O'Neil is uh, very attractive in this film, I must say. You and Chris should hang out. <laughs> you should go on a double date with Aprils. All right. I, right. I, I just, Done. I just like how this news report, they're like, oh my God, we forgot to do anything with TGRI or Jordan Perry or anything. So we'll just have April go on the news and go, well, they mysteriously disappeared in other news. Yeah. <laughs> like, what like is, they, what, they still have a lot to answer for. Like, a yeah. whole company disappears off the face of the earth. It's just gone. This guy's gone, but he leaves a letter. Well, yeah, cr- crimes were committed that need to uh, be answered for. Well, per- apparently, Professor Perry was the only employee of TGRI. Did you see any others? Well, I mean, in the in the beginning scene, there's a bunch of guys in orange jumpsuits, but apparently he's the one in charge of everything. No, they were just working com- community service. Like, he, he's the <laughs> only one that works for the company. Independent do, do, you think, contractors. do you think Walter Peck, the head of the EPA... The guy from from Ghostbusters, the, yeah, that tried to <laughs> oh shut down God. Ghostbusters. Like he's he's been trying to get these guys. <laughs> Do you think this and Ghostbusters took place in the same universe? We've had yeah. this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. I definitely want Dan Aykroyd to show up in one of these movies. If only. <laughs> They did a Batman Ninja Turtles cartoon crossover. I don't understand why we can't do a Batman Ghostbusters. And they did it in the comics, didn't yeah. they, Adam? They did a uh, Batman uh, Scooby-Doo crossover. True. <laughs> Although right Several now times. IDW is doing a Ghostbusters Transformers crossover, which is the dumbest concept I've ever yeah, heard of. Yeah, that sounds pretty stupid. Ghost robots. 
guys. Yeah, because why, why would you need to call them GoBots? In a, in a universe <laughs> where you have uh, Transformers, why the hell would you need Ghostbusters? <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I, I think Ecto-1 like transforms at one point, mm. and that's kind of cool. But like a whole comic book series around just that? That's dumb. Yeah. I mean, I'll buy the toy, but like... <laughs> But hey, you know what? The important thing to remember is Donatello does machine. Yeah. Yes. Oh, when you say that after a Transformers bit, it just sounds wrong. <laughs> um. So Splinter clicks off at the news report, and he has a lot of grunts and groans. To that point, Scott, if you watch this movie with the captions on, I, I think it'd be a really fun drinking game to just uh, take one to the head every time the caption says, in parentheses, grunting. <laughs> it happens a lot more often than you think <laughs> or aha uh-huh, or aha uh-huh. or- yes. <laughs> yes or oh, hi-ya is hi-ya uh, does that come up in the captions oh definitely <clears throat> random karate noises <laughs> or um, swooshing swooshing <laughs> <laughs> So Splinter turns off the news report, and as soon as he turns off the news report, we get the opening strains of the John Dupre Turtles hero theme from movie one, which I love, and I keep forgetting that it shows up in this movie a couple times. Like, until we did the podcast, I would have bet money that it never shows up in this film, and I think it shows up at least twice, if not three times. Yeah, it's, it's in the mall fight in here, at least. Yeah. Um, and the turtles celebrating a uh, little different than how we saw them a moment ago, but clearly some time has elapsed. We'll talk a little bit more about the time between the last shot and this sequence uh, uh, later. But I just think they seem awfully happy for a bunch of people that just killed a guy again. Yeah, I mean, they killed they truly responsible for that murder. He did bring the deck or the dock down upon himself. No, but I they mean, did blast yeah. him through the yeah. window with the uh, the speakers on yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, right. but he brought that on himself. He survived. He survived <laughs> that, and he was in a position to go on and live about his mutated monster life. True. What does Super Shredder do if he's not attacking Ninja Turtles? Like Pro wrestling. He he drink. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> Coming down the aisle from <laughs> Daddy Cool Diesel. <laughs> oh, Crap, that's man. not fair. He's got blades all over him. Well, I can't take them off. They're a part of his body. So, Brandon, I guess I have his to... finishing move is the dock punch. <laughs> the, the, the dump hand. <laughs> he goes under the ring and like knocks the posts out of the top just, of himself. He just knocks the posts out of the ring <laughs> and kills himself. And it's good times had by all. Oh, dear. Um, Brandon, uh, rewinding a little bit to the Kevin Nash stuff, because I know you want to talk about it. Did you realize at the first time you saw this movie that Kevin Nash was in it? Like, did you did you get the credits? Like, when did you finally figure that out? You mean when I was six? Yeah, uh, when you were six and <laughs> Diesel was still Oz. No, for the 20 minutes, that or for, I'm sorry, for the 20 seconds that Super Shredder was seen, uh in this film, I did not realize at the time that that was, in fact, the very little-known mid-card wrestler from WCW, Kevin Nash, at the time. Okay. Now, when did you... I did you... not realize this until several years later. And you're a big Kevin Nash guy. He's your favorite wrestler, right? He is my favorite wrestler of all time, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'll put it in writing. If I were to get you a Super Shredder action figure, would you be honored? 
I would be honored and aroused. I don't have one for you, but I think I might try to find you. Well, one. now you've led me on, and I'm disappointed, and I think I'll leave. Also, I'm I, Scott. I'm proud. I'm proud of both of us and James for not mentioning any pulled quads in any of those episodes. <laughs> okay, you know, so I had so many torn quad jokes queued up for tonight. God darn it! I, I was listening to this morning's episode. And I was like, oh my god, we didn't mention that at all. No. Okay, seriously, the fact that uh, Kevin Nash was in this movie for 20 seconds and punching out the supports of this doc only to kill himself was very reminiscent of a match. Go back and watch it from July 9th, 2002. It was actually my 17th birthday. He had just been medically cleared to return to action. He gets tagged into the ring and immediately tears his quad and goes down. Did, did he tear a, his a, quads a lot? Yes. It's, like, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a running joke. It's oh. a perfect microcosm of what happened in this film. <laughs> it is. Seriously, go go back and j- just Google July 9th, 2012, Kevin Nash torn quad or whatever. 2012? I'm sorry, 2002. I was going to say. I mean, um, he probably tore his quad yeah, in 2012. It was my 17th birthday. I remember it very well. Like, oh, sweet. Nash is going to wrestle tonight. He gets tagged in, immediately tears his quad. Stepping through the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he may, he may have attempted one thrown punch and immediately goes down. I feel like we need to superimpose things over April's news report, and we also need to get JR's commentary from that match over the Super Shredder fight. <gasps> I think yes. you do. <laughs> but to answer your question, Scott, no. At age six, I did not realize that All was right. Kevin Nash, a very little-known mid-card wrestler from Jim Crockett Promotions Fair. at the time. Okay, Jim so Crockett. The, yes. end of this, the end of this minute kind of lines up with the beginning of the first movie in that we see the turtles in the sewer and they're each kind of throwing their individual catchphrase about before joining in a cowabunga. This is very, very reminiscent of the opening of Turtles 90. Chevy Bunga? Do, yes. <laughs> Do so we what, appro- what are the four catchphrases here? Le- I missed Leo's completely. Leonardo says bodacious. Raphael says, as I quoted at the beginning of the show, ostentatious. And Donnie and says Donatello, spacious. Spacious, which is better than Bossa Nova. It's mm. better than Perestroika. <laughs> I like Perestroika. Perestroika was a nice pull to the Cold War, uh, the Cold War kids of the era. And then Michelangelo says something like Cowabunga says, says it all. He says Cowabunga says it all. And they get one more cowabunga. This is the second cowabunga of this film. Third, because they go cowabunga, cowabunga. So uh, by is, the way, I would, uh, I would also okay. like to say that this abandoned subway station that they've taken up domicile in so is nice. the cleanest that I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, it is now. They tidied it up a little bit from when they first found it. We also posited, Brandon, that this is the same subway station where the Pink River of Slime runs in Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, it makes sense. It takes place in the same universe. I'm just saying, compared to subway stations now, in real in time in New York. I don't know. Have you have you been to the DC Metro? I'm saying this is the cleanest yeah. subway station yeah. in New York I've ever seen. I'm yeah, but we, we can't DC. smell it, though. Like, That's true. It, it probably true. has that hot pee smell plus turtle I mean, tank smell i was gonna yeah. say we've all had turtles at one point you know how that smells after a while <laughs> right. yeah I just imagine saw, them being four feet tall and rats i just saw <laughs> a video of um it basically raining in the new york subway because oh. the water would come down through the the Oof. grates yeah oh did you see did you see the video of um like there's like a, a water retention wall at one station that like burst and like it mm. swept this old guy out when a train was oh, coming. Oh, I did see that. That yeah. was nuts. He like he I like did not he, see that. He got, he stopped like just before he would he would have gone off the platform in front of the train. Wow, it was crazy. That's 
horrifying. Um, so the turtles come down and they do their sequelitis catchphrases, and Splinter is being most deadly, and he is sitting up waiting for his sons to get home after a Were long you night seen? out. Yeah. So Were you we've with all that had that boy moment. Again? Yeah. <laughs> we've all had that moment of coming home when your parents are like, "So, what have you been up to?" And you instantly know. That they know exactly what you've been up to, <laughs> and yet for some reason, you still try to lie about it. You were out gallivanting <laughs> with that friend try. of yours. It's three in the morning, and you stink like Axe body spray. <laughs> I know exactly. Scott what you've been always up to. stinks of Axe body spray. <laughs> it's four in the morning. You're humming vanilla ice, and you have glitter all over you. Where have you been? <laughs> wow. Uh, the mall. <laughs> Not your father's strip club. <laughs> But it, it is that moment. He's like, oh, were you seen? And like, you know, clearly that something is coming. And you mean that these four six foot tall reptilians with uh, neon colored bandanas were not seen by uh, a crowd? Yeah, that they <laughs> yeah. were just dancing in front of. Uh, they're they're uh, they're they're so stealthy. I like that uh, Leo just immediately lies. Like, we like, practice ninja. Doesn't even think about it. It's like, no, Master Splitter. It's like, yeah, you were. Like, yeah. Yes, Master Splitter. <laughs> yes, Master Splitter. <laughs> He's still got coke around his nostrils. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody saw me. <laughs> and I like how, how Mikey pokes out from behind Leo. That is kind of funny. The <laughs> fact that they're willing to make so much of a joke out of this. Like, they clearly don't think anything too serious has happened uh, because... They're they're just, they're just so darn lighthearted about it. Yeah, I really wanted Raphael to be more of a dick in this movie. He really like he's much more in line with the cartoon version of Raphael. Yeah, in he's very film. very understated though. Yeah, he's less angsty. They definitely made it more about. I mean, I always thought Donatello and Michelangelo were the two fan favorites of the Ninja Turtles. I was a big Donatello kid as a as a kid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> rather than being a Donatello kid as an adult. <laughs> yeah, because you know he does machine. It's true. And uh but yeah, Raphael and I think Leonardo got the short end of the stick in this film. Short short end of the bow stick if I'm being uh Yeah, I mean they try to give I mean, Donnie that like existential dilemma in the middle of it. Raphael did get the starring role in the first one. That's also that's true. That's my that's my point. He was so good in the first one and he had this this great like sibling-esque rapport and rivalry with Leonardo and uh you just you, it's it's all about Mikey and Donnie in the second movie, and you don't get any of that here, unless except for some passing glances. I mean, you get you get the part in like the first third of the film where he's trying to get Kino into the foot, and he's disobeying Splinter by doing that. But even like that little segment goes by really quickly. By the way, mentioning Kino, you know that scene where Kino's like re- recruited by the foot to do like karate moves in a warehouse? Yes. Where the, you can see the Manhattan Bridge in the background? Yeah. And it's like in front of a baseball diamond? Yep. I passed that on the way here. Brandon, uh, you clearly haven't followed our Instagram feed. I clearly have Or listen to our show. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the social medias. Uh, You're asking yeah, Mar- us if we know a part of this movie. Yeah, I'm just saying I passed it on the way here. Can any of the rest of you say that? Not today. Um, but hey, you know that part of the movie? Yeah, yes, I that do. one. That's the one. You remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. But anyway, yeah, I passed that athle- Murray Bergstrom Athletic uh, Complex. I believe it's called. Did you know that? Rest I, of the I, faces I, people I didn't, about? I didn't yeah, know okay. that. I'll give credit where credit is due. What I thought. I didn't know that. You're right. However, Brandon, what I will do is direct you to a post on Instagram uh, 
where oh is it gonna let me show both photos there it is one two one two camera one i've also camera been to two. the place yeah. where kino was that's our kino is much more much more masculine in his photo than you scott that's true i wish i could tell you the date but i don't know how to f- oh october 7th He's go find it october 7th 1991 2018 instagram post but anyway brandon i'm glad that you've gone location scouting for us i appreciate that i did on the way to the studio tonight um so the turtles lie to splinter he says were you seen were you seen (laughs) they lie and uh the minute ends with michelangelo popping out and splinter's lifting up some sort of paper at the end of this one some sort of paper that reports the news maybe we'll have to wait and find out anyone else have final thoughts on this minute man this this story hit the news really fast yeah, yeah i, I think news it was really quick and perry turned in his little note to the station so very quickly he must have like pinned it to the door of the studio or called or maybe he's I april suppose. o'neill's secret lover mm. <laughs> i doubt it um I, I did want to point out there is a scene when they're coming down the stairs that Michelangelo is still doing the ninja rap and like the running man dance. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the fact that Splinter is Jewish? Elaborate. I'm sorry. He, he definitely exclaims oi more than once in reaction to the. Exclaim uh, oi. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, maybe he's a member of the chosen faith of the people of Israel. I'm That's just, all right. No judgment, I'm just saying. He's, he's converted in his old rat age. He's been around for a while. It's possible. It's possible. I'm just saying, like, he he's clearly seems to be in touch with his Semitic side. Yes. Well. What was it? Uh, coming to America where Eddie Murphy does the old Jewish guy doing the joke about the soup. And the oh, spoon. my God. I could yes. see Splinter uh-huh. doing that, that exact joke. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. All right. All right. Well. Shut it down. <laughs> this is going in a weird direction. I think direction. we should probably stop. Um, anyway, make sure you guys go to tmntminute.com to make sure you are up to date with all the latest happenings there. Follow us on social media at tmntminute on everything. Brandon, what would you like to promote? What are you doing up on the roof? Coming to a decision. <laughs> um, we're promoting our uh, new album, our record, Ooh. our music record that's coming out very soon, Scott, called Warren Scott Band, The New Deal. It's available to pre-order on uh, www.warrenscottbandmusic.com. Did, yeah, and, did the uh, New Deal help you get out of a Great Depression, Scott? You'll have to listen and find Actually, out. Actually, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you're, 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 uh, you're very, very much on the mark. So it's, it's very exciting. It's been four years we've been working on this record, longer than we've been doing this podcast because Brandon and I both have day jobs and we've been kind of chipping away at it on our own in our home studio. And we finally got the master recordings back and now we have a crowdfunding campaign to help us fund the pressing and manufacturing of vinyl and CD copies of the album. So if you want to hear what I'm up to with my buddy Brandon here, go to warrenscottbandmusic.com and you can pre-order and there's a pretty funny video up there as well. And as a special bonus on Wednesday, Brandon and I are going to be performing for you guys one of the songs off the record live in studio. Oh, it is true. So there's all that. Sounds fun, right? Yeah. No. I'm going to use this platform as hard as I can. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, make sure you guys do all the things. We'll see you tomorrow for Minute 82. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cowabunga. <laughs>